This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Fox fans, how the devil are you? And yes, I've got a new friend. 
<laughs> that way, yeah, there, that, that one. Um, yeah, I I have Jesus with me every post match, and I thought let's balance it out. I'll get uh, Dave the Devil on with me. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing all right. Hey, what a game! Uh, a bit of revenge there, and I'll tell you what, just shows just shows you how good these games can be with no VAR. <laughs> I tell you, if we'd have had VAR tonight, we'd have been going to penalties. And who we've got in the next round? Brighton. Again. I mean, we can't keep away from Brighton. We're hosting them this time, but uh, oh, let's hope it's not as cold as last time. It's Leicester Till I Die TV on Facebook. It's Leicester Till I Die, the group. And Twitter, it's at Leicester TID. And on YouTube, it is Leicester Till I Die TV. Please consider, if you're not watching us on YouTube, popping over to YouTube and giving um, that like button a smash. It all helps uh, the channel. And if you've not already, please consider subscribing. Again, that is a big help to the channel. Um, yeah, it was Leicester versus uh, Millwall. Brad, good evening, sir. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm all right. How the devil are you? A lot better after uh, to that uh, that game. A little bit better after uh, oh. a result that we warranted. Um, yes. Yeah, I think we did in the end. I think we warranted it. I think um, it was a good second half showing, um, more than the first half. I think the same issues that we've noted throughout the season are still there, which is a bit of a concern if we're going to really pluck it, pluck it and never negative tonight. Um, but did the job. I mean, let's Playing be honest, like you say, we did the job, but it wasn't so long ago that they did a job on us. No, and that's more fresher in the memory than anything. But there's been a lot of times, especially with Leicester, it feels that they get undone by a team like this in an early round of the cup competition. Mm-hmm. And given, even though the performance in the second half against Brighton was a hell of a lot better and warranted coming away with a lot more than it got, um, there was always that case for concern that if tonight they maybe struggled through on penalties or were still to that effect, maybe lost in, in normal time or over the penalties, that there might be a bit of a carry-on effect in Leicester slump in, in, in terms of results. Um, they'd start piling the pressure on them. So it was professional. It was needed tonight. And, you know, in a dominant second-half performance, um, more controlling. I know they controlled the possession all game, Leicester, but I'm, when I mean controlling, I mean Millwall only really half-threatened the goal at times. Uh, they did have chances, obviously, but you never really felt too at unease with the game um, mm. they did a professional job they got through in the 90 minutes there's others that didn't make it through and there's others that went to penalties playing who they played so we did it the way any team would like to go through it at stage supporting uh, a Premier League team playing the, the underdogs especially away from home so 
yeah, I mean, like I say, you could you couldn't ask for any any more, really. Um, Facebook user, no idea who you are. Stick your name on the end because you're not signed in, and it is free to sign into Streamyard. There's no registration fee. There's no downloading or anything. You basically just click on the link. Um, we. Um, Whoever you are, you've got respect for Millwall, but seriously, the team we have and still underperforming, it's becoming a familiar season with last season. Was it underperforming? I mean, it's, it's really difficult doing this show because neither I have watched it, you've not watched it, the guy that's done the um, stats hasn't watched it, we've all been listening on the radio, which is obviously a little bit uh, biased because everybody else is covering Man United. <laughs> Let's not laugh at Man United. Um, but, um, you know, I didn't think we underperformed. No, but I do alert back to um, what I said at the Brighton game show, it reared its head again tonight, which, you know, to, to anyone who maybe looked at me a bit puzzled and thought I was a bit, looked a bit gone out when I said what I said in the Brighton post-match, the first half, we played the same way we played all season and for the last three seasons, patient, slow, methodical build-up football, which has been great and has worked. I'm not saying it doesn't work either. Mm. I'm just saying that teams are cotton on to it. Maybe not make that your first choice. And if anything tonight suggests that we need to go two up front or Nacho needs to start, I don't know what else he needs to do already this season to get a start because as soon as even especially when Daka came on and it was like practically a two up front, we just looked a hell of a lot better side. I think that is the frustrating part tonight. And I think in the end, it's more of a sigh of relief that we got the win, even though it was yeah. never really in doubt, in my opinion, from what I heard. Yes, they had a few chances, heart and mouth moment, but on the basis of play, especially in that second half, we were the more controlled side throughout. Um, but I do feel that if you're taking anything away from that game, it's the continuation and frustration is Leicester are the slow starters to play the methodical boring football that a lot of people quote it as boring. It's not boring to everybody, just so, you know, everybody doesn't jump down my well, throat. Yeah, Anthony, but, who says here, he's an Arsenal fan. He says, well done, guys. Uh, I know you win. I tip Leicester to get to the final. <laughs> I've, I've right. faced in Arsenal. They're winning. They've, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember who you played tonight, but Wimbledon. I mean, I let's be honest, you, you beat you beat Wimbledon. And I've got to say, just this is timing. Hello, Devils United, brand new Man United channel, but there's a lot of European has does a lot of. Um, general football as well get over there and sub and that is Maisie's channel Maisie's channel Devils United welcome along Maisie and seeing as you've just popped in I've got to play this for you look at that there we go it didn't work but you get the gist of it oh dear what happened to man united tonight never mind never mind um jason respect to jason because jason says he was actually there um so in, in fairness jason yep you've seen more than us um so you know i just think coming to premier league games we're just not playing these games should be a lot e more easier and he agrees i mean millwall we know it wasn't going to be easy because it's May, it's it's Maisie. Maisie just messaged. Uh, it's Millwall. We know it's not going to be easy. They're not going to make it easy for us. Um, as most 
in fairness, championship clubs won't because, you know, this, this is a scout for them and we know they've done it before. Yeah, yeah. They are just one of them teams that no matter how poorly they're doing in the season or not getting the rubber green, as their results may suggest, um, they all, nobody seems to like playing. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you play against. It's just something irritating about losing to Millwall, isn't it? I don't know if it's the reputation of the club as a whole, what they've gained since their formation and, and over the years. And it's just like you don't want to, you just want to beat them just so they go home a bit more pissed off. I don't know, but there's just something about playing Millwall in a cup competition or a league game. You get something to your skin when you lose it, don't you? You really just, I don't know what it is. It's, I think it's just like cliched. You know, you think we all ain't Millwall and all that, but I don't know. It just felt like a game that you really wanted to make sure we got through and win. Yeah. Oh, Maisie. Oh, Maisie. Maisie, Maisie, Maisie. Well, seeing as you want it so much. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to take a minute to laugh at my. I'm sorry, and I, I, I'm no big West Ham fan, but it's nice to see the big teams lose. But you know, we knew whether it was whether it was Millwall, Bournemouth, Fulham, whoever it was in that division, they're going to raise the game because they're playing against the FA Cup winners. Let's be honest with you. So they're going to raise yeah. the game. They're not going to make it easy. And I think, in fairness. Yes, it sounded like a bit of a slow start, but we never looked in trouble. I mean, at half-time, they'd had sort of more shots than us, We, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I never felt we were in danger listening to it. And you may tell me wrong here, Jason, because like I say, I wasn't there. If you want to come on, Jason, put a comment in and I'll send you the link. But I tell you, I just think it was a case of not going behind. You know, they were going to come at us and they... We knew they were going to come at us. It was a case of soaking up the pressure and, you know, making sure, like I say, we, we, you know, we, we, we didn't concede. And to my mind, it was almost a perfect game plan. I mean, it's worked out that way. It certainly has worked out that way for me. Maybe it's just been a little bit of reward for, for Brendan Mightfield and the players Mightfield. That's a little bit just, you know, we've had that performance against Man City that, you know, on another day, we'd have felt we'd have more than warranted nicking a point from it. You know, there was the obvious three things in the Brighton game that stopped us getting anything, if not all three points from that game. <coughs> felt a little bit unjust. Mm. Um, we were two minutes away from beating Napoli, who are everybody's favourites to win the well, most people's favourites to win the Europa League mm. um, on the Thursday night. You know, we've had a lot of moments snatched from us and felt a bit hard oh, done by, maybe not so much the Napoli game, but the, you know, the, the sucker punch of what we talked about on that night from being 2 0 up and drawing it is, you know, is still there. Maybe some, maybe Rogers and that will feel that that justifies what they do because there was no VAR tonight. No. Wasn't well, that's why we won't because there was no VAR. Yeah. And, and, and Terry, welcome along, mate. Um, I have to say to you, how the devil are you, sir? I, I hope you're well. Did we win? No, we, we actually lost 3-0 and we're out and we, we, we're coming home. But uh, Millwall fans were leaving early. I think they had some uh, some windows to smash in somewhere along the line. <laughs> did I did I say that out loud? Um, Brad, tell me, though, what did you think of the team? I mean, I, I in the pre-match show... 
was wanted. I picked Luckman to play, thankfully, and he did. Um, he scored a goal. We'll come on to that later. But I looked at that team and I thought, yeah, there's a team who can do a job with that team. Yeah, like I've said before, I think the obvious depth we've added over the over the years to the squad has, has paid dividends because we come into this competition looking at that starting eleven. Uh, no matter if you maybe wanted to see Daka, Arnis, and Nacho, or both of them, or or not, um, I think it's a starting lineup that a most people could have scribbled down on paper and had a good guesstimate. Maybe not so much a Marty. Kind of got a man with his defensive duties at the start of the season uh, a little bit already. Kind of, I forgot that he could be an option as a right back. Um, mm-hmm. It was nice to see him get minutes under his belt. I think we knew what this competition is going to be used for. And I think the fact that we've built a squad that you would be reasonably happy on most weeks, let alone against Millwall in a Carabao Cup, look at the starting eleven and go, that's got a chance. That's, you know, wherever we weaken in a side, uh, in, in if we were to change it, to, you know, change dramatically like we did tonight, we, stre- we seem to strengthen it more in another area to balance it out. So I mean, it's very pleasing to see a lineup every week kind of go, yeah, that could win this game. I can see how that works. You know, I can see why he's put that form, you know, and that's something that's a bit more pleasing on the eye. Because there's yeah. been a few seasons, hasn't there, in these competitions where we've seen some players picked and we've gone, ah, oh, God. Yeah. So indeed, indeed, we have. Uh, good evening, David S. Or welcome along, as it says there. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, Jason, um, I hope you're not driving because you've just typed a very long message here. Um, Millwall very good at breaking teams down. Always have, regardless how big the team are. Uh, I felt Napoli, we played brilliant. Our eyes just went off the ball in the second half. Completely agree. But I do have a lot to say. <laughs> I am currently travelling back with the lads, but would love to come on the show at some time. You'd be most welcome anytime, Jason. Uh, I cannot really stress enough how Dakar and Luckman should play more. I believe with those players definitely change the game. I mean, I, I, I like I said to you the other day, I'm getting a little bit worried about building... Luckman up because I kind of was like that with um, with under last season and like I said a few times he peaked at this stage last season um, but think, Luckman is looking good yeah he is and I think like the biggest difference between under and um, and Luckman is ever since not just since he arrived at the club but since he's got on the pitch as a Leicester player I think I understand that obviously sometimes Leicester fans we do get carried away with a few good performances but I think when it's been a position that we've struggled with so much to get it balanced on both sides of the pitch and and, and look more threatening down that side of the field um, when you have a player like Lutman who makes the impressions that he does gets robbed of a goal uh, in the Premier League and then finds the net, not rubbed off it tonight, keeps improving and looking good. Mm. I think the diff- the biggest difference between Under and Lutman at this stage in their loans was I don't think everybody was on board with Under. There was a few people that questioned uh, our praises towards Under. There was a lot of people that could see why Brandon wasn't picking him. Mm. Brandon never seemed his biggest admirer in his 
um, press conferences when asked about him at any point. It seems like he felt like maybe Under wasn't pulling his weight or given showing clearly wasn't showing something or enough of it on the training ground pitch to suggest that he was living up to what Leicester were obviously probably going to have to pay to make it a permanent deal. And with Lutman, since the day he's walked through that door, it's been nothing but good words said by Brendan Rodgers. And that's obviously yeah. helped when you perform like that. But I would say we have a really good case to see a player that we see a lot of this season and we'll be hoping to go to Leipzig at the, come the end of it and say, hey, um, I hope you've had a really good time here because we're going to speak to your club about bringing you in if you'd like to. I think, sort of thing. I think the difference as well is, I think maybe a lot was expected of Under because when Under came, he was generally um, uh, welcomed, if you like. The fans were quite pleased to get him there. Couldn't Maybe couldn't understand why we hadn't bought him. With Luckman, there was a lot, and I mean a lot, of negativity. I'd probably say the fans were probably only 60-40 in favour of him. You know, they all wanted Berardi and, you know, they all kind of presumed that because we wanted Berardi that he would quite happily walk over broken glass to come to us, you know, not unlike a few Arsenal fans with Madison. There was no guarantee that Berardi was going to come here, but Luckman has got this thing with obviously the penalty miss and I, I tend to say there was a lot of fans didn't want him. The thing with for me with Luckman is that when I spoke to the Fulham fan about him, he was absolutely full of praise. And yes, take the penalty aside. We've seen, you know, Mares can miss a penalty. Inacho, you know, everybody, Bardi can miss, everybody misses a penalty. Let's not forget it. When we played uh, Everton in the final game of the championship winning season, two penalties for Vardy, got one, missed one. So we all missed penalties. It was the way he did it, obviously, but full of praise for him. And like the Facebook user says there, he is a game changer. Yeah, it's three times now from starting or coming on as a sub. Every time he's on that pitch, every time you hear his name on the ball, you do, it's almost like you feel the energy levels have gone up a notch. You know, we have missed that. And I don't want to put the weight on his shoulders. I don't want to put the mocks on it. But to analyse somebody in the time that we've been able to see of him, Every time you it's you can almost hear it in the crowd. When he's on the ball, they sense the urgency. And he's thriving off it. And that's something that not just under, but yeah. Gazelle and, and weirdly enough, <laughs> Musa, that that's a whole different subject. That's a whole yeah. different kettle fix. But even to a degree when he's played out there, all Brighton uh, hasn't been able to do, even though all Brighton's a fantastic winger, and I'm not criticizing, I'm not certainly not putting in the calibre of talent of use the word talent lightly with the word gazelle after it, but these players haven't been able to find that that oomph about them or or have that oomph actually already in them to, to, to give Leicester fans what they're craving on that side, which is, has been absent since Mares. Um, whether you like it or not, it has been. Whether you like Mares or not, it has been missing. And Lutman seems to have taken to it like a duck to water. He seems yeah. to relish the fans' expectations and and the fans are now getting excited seeing him, especially tonight. You could hear the roar in the crowd every time he got that mm. ball because you just felt the ball was going forward quicker. And it's great Michael, to see. 
Yeah, Michael, great job, guys. Love what Luckman brings to the pitch. Uh, the vibe is legit. More, please. Uh, a Florida in America. <laughs> oh, good, oh, day. Wow. Say good, good day. That's not good. That's Australia. I've gone the other way. <laughs> I can't do American. Um, bit of Miami Vice there, Michael. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> We didn't need to bring on, I mean, I know we brought Dakar on, I know we brought Vestergaard on, but, you know, look at the players we had on the bench. Barnes, Madison, Vestergaard, Castagna. Um, we didn't bring any of the so-called, you know, we were obviously taking those players in case it all went a little bit tits up. We didn't need to bring them on. Uh, good to see you, Bukovic, more in a different bench tonight. So, well, <laughs> it was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a good performance. I mean, going back to, to, to the um, lineup, I mean, I was very pleased, like I say, with um, with Luckman being in there because I just I do think he, 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 actually he has that urgency that the rest of the team don't have. You know, when he gets the ball, he wants to be going forward. And you sometimes, you know, with Madison, you don't seem to get that these days. And I know I say I'm pleased building up, up big, but even Jewsbury Hall, he, he seemed to have a good game today. Yeah, he did. On, I mean, on the basis of it, no one really had a bad game, mm. to be perfectly honest. It was a very good all throughout. It's like I said, it's just that's if you was to say to a Leicester fan, where's the spot they've had the biggest trouble? Um, replacing players um, in terms of quality. Um, yes, we've had our issues with the centre-back. That's more through injury, let's be honest. We've got it sorted with Evan Soyuncu and Fafana when he's back fit. We have, we know we've got it a lot more solid than others in our defensive yeah. line. Mm-hmm. I, I, whilst I know that Madison's not always on point, you'd, you'd probably say that most Premiership teams would then be having our midfield. Barnes on the left, I think most people would would be terrified of Barnes coming up and when he's on form. You've got obviously Vardy and Nacho up front. Yes, he hasn't scored yet, Dakar, but he looks lightning quick. He looks like the sort of player that's going to come on and run defences ragged. Um, and Brendan Rodgers did say he wouldn't be an immediate chuck-in at the deep end. So I'm not surprised to see him getting sub-appearances. I'll know we'll get on that in a bit. But I just feel the impetus. If you ask every Leicester fan, where on that pitch do Leicester always seem to struggle? And they'd say it's the right wing position. Because unless it's Ricardo filling in, we've never really felt confident whoever's played on that right, have we? Really? Mm. And if he comes in on that right, I know he prefers to be on the left, but I think maybe Brendan's going to have to sacrifice that and play him more on the right. That's what he sounded like he was coming from tonight. Someone might tell me, Brad, you're blind. I'm not. I didn't actually see the game. If, if you're going to tell me you played elsewhere. But that's a position where Leicester have felt they've needed that impetus to balance it out. And if Lutman can continue from here, they've done a hell of a job to do it, at least for 12 months. Yes. Lukeman <laughs> and Luke good evening Ants, um, Leicester fan channel and beyond the 90 great channels guys get over there and, and check them out. Um, and Jason is not driving, so he's, he's all right texting. I do think the midfield could be a little bit more creative. I guess that's what we're missing. The question mark is Tillemans and Madison over the next couple more games. 
I believe we will know what we have to change, but all players have their off days. Uh, I can't understand why it's saying Facebook user. Have you have you clicked on, maybe it's because you're on your phone, but have you clicked on um, on the link that, that was uh, on Facebook, the StreamYard link? It will then, you have to click on that to get it to come up. Um, Scott says Brad Barnes can also play on the right wing whilst on loan. I mean, I think Barnes and... Um, uh, and Luckman, if he plays regularly, are going to be um, interchangeable, and and that's that's not a bad thing. We know Brendan likes those those, those sort of players, um, but we Inacho he set one up, he scored one. Surely, I mean, we've got and and obviously you, you, it's. I'm going to, I'm probably going to get sort of you know hate here, but yeah, Vardy's good and Vardy has scored a few goals, but he's been playing. But we know he's not the Vardy that he was, you know, a season plus ago. Um, you know, Inacho, he's had up until tonight. Inacho, our top goal scorer from last season, had 89 minutes on the pitch up until tonight. He's had more minutes in one game than he'd had all season. And they're even questioning it on, um, you know, in the nationals or, or on, you know, on the, on the websites for the big boys. It, I just don't, you know, uh, it's, it's Vardy's Vardy. I know, and I know everything he's done and he's you know, our fourth best ever goal scorer. But if Inacho is on fire... And he's had a great game today. I know it was only Millwall, but in fairness, it's only Burnley coming up. Surely, surely we've got to start in Acho on Saturday or some. Is it that? Yeah, Saturday we play. If Nacho doesn't get started on Saturday, whether that's in the Madison role, to let's face it, Madison can't see it somehow, but I do feel Madison needs a break. Yeah, he needs to fire his head again. Uh, or he's got to change it to a talk front. Because if Malus, if Nacho gets the phone call or goes into the team hall or whatever they do these days and how they announce who's on, who's picked for the game, and he's not on that starting eleven, what he needs to do then is ring Leicestershire police and report a robbery because he's been absolutely robbed of a starting eleven if he doesn't get in that team. I'm with, I thought I, you were, were going to disagree you. with me for a minute, but no, you've got to no, say it out. I, Honestly, I I, I I disagree with the whole Vardy thing because let's face it, Jamie Vardy's thirty-four. He's still incredible. He's got three goals in five games. He's got to start. So that's why I say either you drop Madison and go, okay, Kels you can play that role. You, it's obviously something that develop him to be interchangeable, which I really like because he's still young. He can still learn these things. He's obviously being proved to be a dynamic sort of striker with what we've seen of him throughout his time at Leicester and what we've seen of him already this season. He's played them roles. So either he starts as a lone striker, which I can't see happening. I'm sorry. I just can't see a world where Jamie Vardy scores three goals in five games. So is and Jamie start. Vardy undroppable then? Right now, yes, because he's still on form. It appears so because he didn't finish but, last season's top goal scorer and the guy that was top goal scorer played 89 minutes in five games. Yeah, but that... In an ideal world, Chris, I think there was a lot of Leicester fans that would say they that they'd assumed that Leicester were going to have to play two up front because they're both undroppable. Right now, they are both right now they are both showing forms that they need to be in the eleven. So, like I said to you, 
yes, Jamie Vardy's and drop up. You can't drop a man who scores three goals in five games. You'd be daft to do it. Look at Man City. They can't seem to find a striker. But, oh, no, sorry. That's because they haven't got one. But there's clubs out there that would kill to have a striker who's got three goals in the first five games in the season. And, and in fairness, I totally so, agree yeah. with you. I, as you know, I, I do play devil's advocate. I am very yeah. much an advocate of having the two up front because yeah. I know how well it worked at the end of last season. You know, yes, there was games and it didn't go. But overall, Vardy and yeah. Inacho together, um, I think it's wrong that anybody, even Vardy, is, is not droppable if they're not playing well. But those two together yeah. last season were on fire. They, they just developed yeah. something. And, you know, you can't say that it was a Brendan Rodgers... Um, you know, light bulb moment. He was forced into it because of injuries. Um, it clicked, yeah, and we haven't gone for that. Um, who knows what we might have got against the teams that we didn't get points against if he'd gone for that. Um, but yes, you know, you know, tonight in Acho, as I say, an assist and a goal. What more has he got to do? There isn't much more he can do, and yeah. and. And maybe it's something that, you know, maybe my managerial expertise sat here on the couch watching every game has led me to this. But I I, I agree that I now think that they do have to play in there too. Um, they're, they're clearly made Ineacho into a versatile player. And if you're not going to drop Madison, because the only way to get his confidence up is to keep him on the pitch. Some players have been noted for that, so I'm not using it as a bias to keep Madison in the team. I agree with you. If someone's not on top form, they need to be rested. But I think if you look at that, look at Jamie Vardy's career just for a second, and you look at every season, you'll notice there's about a six to eight, maybe two months, where Jamie Vardy goes missing. Mm. In terms of goals, in contributions, he probably still chips in, but he does go missing. That's a very well-known fact because a lot of people get to about December time and yeah. we're talking about how long Jamie Vardy's not gone about scoring. But if he, but it can't have been coincidence of last season that when the injuries interrupted the system and they went to a two, that Jamie Vardy's rut in front of goal also ended as well as Ian Acho's purple glue patch that he had. I would rather have that situation where they're both on form. Imagine how many goals Jamie Vardy gets if he's got a focused, fully fully match ready, fully on board, fully full of confident striker. If he nips off the ball a bit, a little bit and, you know, Kalichi and Acho or Pats and Daki get on the goal glue by playing every, you know, playing up front, then when Jamie comes to his December and maybe he's not scored in two or three games, he rides through that and, and, and we power through their months instead of having these months where we're going, well, Jamie Vardy on his own, he's not scoring. Where did the goals come from? If Barnes doesn't get him, or because Nacho wasn't a feature then before that no. happened. I, 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 I agree. And a lot of the time with Vardy, let's be honest with you, he's not always getting the service. And that, you know, if he's a no. striker, if you're not getting the service, you're not going to score. And we know that strikers go, I mean, let's face it. Um, Harry Kane, it always takes him six weeks to get warmed up at the start of a season. You know, he always has a bad yeah, walk. then he always ends up winning the Golden Boot. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as Jason says there, we should go 4-4, four, four, bloody two. Right, <laughs> that's it, yeah. We should. We should. I've got to say, yeah, Jason, thanks, I, 
I agree. I I can remember that I used to believe it or not. I used to um, teach my 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 oldest son's football team when he was younger. I was like assistant coach, and the guy that was actually running it, he he, he was um, a scout for Leeds as it happened, but he was an ex player. And he got me very much involved. I was very much on the, well, I got my McDonald's FA coaching badge part one, which is, you you would say that was like an enthusiastic father. But I must admit, when I looked after the games, yeah, I always went for 4-4-2. I love a 4-4-2. And Scott says there, uh, what formation for the Burnley game? Now, you've said, Scott, here, 4-1-3-2, which is basically a modern way of saying 4-4-2. You've still got that. It's just they say that one of them centre mids, in, obviously, and indeed he drops back. But um, four, four four two for me, I'm, I'm I would be more than happy with that. Would you, Brad? Something along that lines. Um, I mean, these I, days I, they I, don't call it four four two because it's it's so out of fashion. It's four one four one or or whatever you know. Yeah. But uh, it basically like Scott's four one three two. It's a four four two, isn't it? You know. Yeah, you play. It's it's basically that. It's a, it's 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 all dependent on how many he wants in the middle. To depend yeah. on what he goes with, um, he might go for a three-five-two. If I'm, but I can't. I, I mean, I can't see it. Evans has just yeah. managed ninety minutes, which is great. Best of guard, obviously, we know he's fit. He's on the bench. He's coming on and, and whatnot. Silent you. Finally gets a clean sheet. That's probably felt good to him. Yeah. There's a possibility of a three at back. I can't really see it. I think he might still want to boost up their confidence a bit, mm-hmm. get them a bit more settled. But he could, that's the only other way I could see him doing it, going 3-5-2. I um, mean, it was a 3-5-2 tonight, according to the BBC, with with, with Luckman uh, and Inacho both up, up top. Um, like I said, I don't know because I've, I've not actually sort of watched the game. I do have a message, and, and I do know that he watches this show, Ben Chilwell. He, he, he's always he's always texting me, disagreeing with me. But if you're watching Ben, Luke Thomas, that's how, as a youngster, you go to Millwall and not be scared and shit yourself if the ball goes out. So Ben Chilwell, you maybe you maybe cost Chelsea fifty million, and maybe that was nappies for you when you shit yourself on the side of the pitch. I don't know, but look at Luke Thomas tonight. That's how you uh, you, you play the the, the Millwall crowd. Um, he had a good game, didn't he, Luke Thomas? Yeah, he did. He looked ever the professional, ever the professional. It's great to see him and Dewsbury Hall just showing just how good our. Um, you know, our ability is to produce them from our academy still still shining bright with the players we have coming through. Didn't look like he'd missed a beat the first team football, did he? For someone who, you know, has found himself before a ball was kicked this season thinking, oh, I'm actually going to be the starting left-back mm. going forward for Leicester. You know, then Bertrand arrives and has a stormer a few games and he's not found himself getting picked every week. Um so, you know, for me, for, for me, just you know, that's something that maybe went under the radar a little bit. We're yeah. all talking about Nacho not getting started. How is it going to affect him? Which it clearly hasn't. Let's be honest with you. For all the rants and the raving we've done for not seeing him start, it clearly hasn't affected his confidence because he's found the next day and like to assist the other one. But he could have gone under the radar, Luke. You know, Thomas. 
Yeah. We don't, no one really thought how's he mentally handled it because he's still what 19, still 19, or is he 20 now? I, Either I, way, I he's still that. young, isn't he? Either yeah. way, he's still yeah. young. Yeah, how, how would that mentality happen? It just shows you know, it backs up that feeling mm. that you get around Leicester City and you hear from the outside point of view that it's very strong knitted unit because he came into that game and, like I said, he was seamless. You couldn't tell me there was a difference between Bertrand and Thomas to pick for your starting left back because they both bring something to the game and they both do it very well. They do. And I'm just, I didn't realize, just looking at the stats there, which I know you don't like, but in all time against Millwall, we've played them 13 times. There hasn't been a draw yet. We've won five and we, we've lost eight. But I just thought I would throw that in there. But what I want to say is, and what impressed me tonight is, Leicester, when, when Leicester have been playing uh, in these cup competitions, we tend to put a B team out. And that's no disrespect to the players that are in that, but it's not what you would normally say would be the Premier League starting eleven, And we've, yeah, Newport, let me say, Millwall when we played, we've always struggled. We've never had that yeah. depth in going, squad, mate. you know. Yeah. Uh, um, we've um, oh, Brad's gone off to scratch his bottom. No, keep going, keep going. I'll just turn the light off so the clock doesn't go off. It's about to go off. Last I'll time, just... I miss your cuckoo clock. I miss your cuckoo clock. But uh, when we played Millwall last February 17, we lost 1 0 with the 90th minute goal. I mean, you know, we had Ron Robert Zela in goal, Johan Benaloon. uh, Mola Wagyu, who obviously he got injured unfortunately, but Kaputska. Mendy Gray, Moosa. Now, that was sort of over half the team were not what at that point you would call um, first team regulars. And yet now we've managed to do this and play a game where we, you know, we stifled Millwall at the start. We kept the crowd quite quiet. Yeah, maybe we've now finally got that squad depth. Yeah, yeah. It clearly shows it's something that um, Leicester fans have been wanting asking to see improvement over the over the last few seasons and it's been demanded with the way Leicester have been playing football where they've been finishing the league and you know as they say with success comes pressure you know it comes expectancy doesn't it expectancy yeah. and pressure come with success and it's great yeah. to be enjoying times as a Leicester fan at the moment you know winning the Premier League playing in the Champions League being in the Europa League winning the FA Cup being in the Europa League again you know now into the next round of the Carabao. Winning the, winning the English Super Cup. Winning, Don't forget winning that one. The Super Cup. With, with, these, with these things <laughs> comes great success, but it also brings that demand. There is teams that have done this before. I thought you were going to burst into the Spider-Man quote then. Well, I was thinking great <laughs> with power. With great power great comes, comes great responsibility, young Brad. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but to, to coin that phrase, I kind of probably reworded it with how I've said that there. But it still stands true, though, doesn't it? Because there's teams that, that have, I know come before, have come before Leicester, like your Southamptons, like your West Ham's. And I will just throw yeah. it out there. But it's good, it is good to see a like of West Ham back up there again. You know, I have an affiliation with West Ham um, with my family. But um, no, them teams have faded away when they couldn't maintain that season upon season and if Leicester mm. continue on the way they go in yes all right now on the table side of things it doesn't look the greatest but I assure you after 46 after 38 games or in in the league let alone how many we could play in the entirety of the season could easily hit 50 games um in in, mm. in the longer thing 
longevity of it, that, you know, I don't think Leicester are going to be too far off the mark of where they were last season. I think we will be in that top six come the end of it. And if you do I, that I, with a quick run, I think that's something yeah. that Leicester fans would be very grateful to yeah. have. If we won this competition and came six, I don't think there'd be many of the Leicester fans that wouldn't no. be happy with that no. success. I mean, I think we, I said I said on the um, preview show, I've said a couple of times, you know, I don't think we're going to break into that top four. I just can't see any of the, the, those four, possibly Liverpool, but I'd be very... I don't think any of those four will drop out the top four. So we're looking at maybe fifth again, sixth. Uh, but this time, rather than sort of being in the top four from the get-go, looking over our shoulder, are we going to drop out again? This time, we're the ones sort of coming up from behind. Uh, and who knows, maybe our season uh, to do it that way. Um, Facebook user, um, they had eight shots on target to our seven. Um Sorry, they had eight shots to our seven. Sorry, only one on target. So I'm presuming that that, that he did have a save to make. We had 71% possession. I mean, how, how stupid is that? Jason, sir, um, you finally signed in. Nice one, mate. Welcome along. Uh, play with two up front because the defence, the need to come out if you have no service. How, can we, how, can, uh, how come, I think you mean, our strikers be expected to score? James works better partnered up. Um, Vestergaard, well, what a player. I have to say he's looking a really good player we've signed. I think he is. And and Bertrand as well when he played. Scott says here, can't wait to see James Justin and Fafana back in the side. Would not like to be Brendan if we have a fully fit squad. I mean, it's going to be amazing when we've got a fully fit squad, isn't it? You know, he's just... Uh, yeah. when he gets the big books. Um, yeah, thanks, uh, Jason, um, Scott. Sorry, yet yeah. like and subscribe, please, please do. Um, man of the match, I think you you know who this is because you obviously see the posts um, on Twitter and uh, Facebook. Um, it's gone to Kalechi and Acho, I think, very, very fairly. Um, and I've got to bear with with Alan on this one. And Jason, I'd be great if you say whether you agree with this or not, because Alan, again, couldn't get a ticket to go tonight. So he's given the manager six. He's given the team six. You were there. Would you agree with that? I certainly think Kalechi and Acho, he won LCFC's man of the match. So you might not disagree with that. And it's great to see him back up there again. Um, your thoughts on that, Brad? I mean, I know we had the same way of listening to the game as Alan did. So I'm not going to begrudge him too much no. because no. you have to remember that it's Leicester radio, the LCFC radio that we had to listen mm -hmm. to tonight. And like any base radio station on a football club, they tend to make the game sound a little bit more biased than the, the most. So, you know, some shots that are just as wide as the away team or the opposition are a lot closer suddenly, um, depending on the commentator, I guess. Um, but no, I think six is, is a bit flat, is a bit harsh. I think it's mainly he's got the ratings because of the way he's got it. Mm. If I'm going off the way it sounded, I'd probably say they deserve a seven. That's the manager and the players. Yeah. I, apart from Luckman, there wasn't anyone really getting close to a performance like that for Kels was it tonight. I mean, it's a striker gets a goal and assist. He's doing his job, as Roy Keane might say to him, but um, yeah. he's doing exactly what others maybe weren't at times, weren't able to find the target, weren't able to do. But mm. everybody had a great performance, didn't they? I don't think we yeah. 
I don't know if we're doing ratings tonight because it's a late show, but if we were, no, I don't think I'd be no. scoring many people at six or under. I asked, and I did actually, in fairness, say to Alan that if he didn't want to do it tonight, uh, I would understand because, like I say, he does go to most games. He hasn't gone to this one, and I don't blame him. He, he has got sort of the same health condition as me, and I think if I went there, I don't think I'd I'd come out alive. But um, yeah, so so, but he he, he he did it from that, and uh, Jason said there seven for the players, eight for the manager. So yeah, uh, I. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. It's you know, like I say, there or thereabouts. Um, we have a look, quick look. We're not going to do the player ratings because I say we haven't really watched it, but we're going to have a look at some of the other games and we'll be straight back after this. So just looking at um, some of the the results tonight, and I know I'm going to let you have a chat about them while we uh, while I try and bring something up. Uh, Arsenal managed to get another win against a very 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 tough Wimbledon side. <laughs> Hashtag not. Um, Chelsea went to get penalties to beat Villa. Um, Man United we know about, we, I, and I, I'm not using this as an excuse, but I'm going to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Oli, 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 what are you doing? Fantastic transfer window, according to Man United fans. You know, you've you've got the god back that will walk on water, and you lose in the in the first cup competition you're in. Are you going to end up trophyless again, Oli? And I feel sorry for your dad tonight because Spurs went through on penalties. Oh, yeah, because they played balls. You lost me for a second. I thought I was listening oh, sorry, to you. Yeah. Right <laughs> I thought for a minute you, you were like, frozen then. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what a weird sentence to stop on. I don't. I think it's funny because it's just my dad, me and my dad have this rivalry where we always just like kind of, you know, normally mm. in moments when it's needed to be a bit sensitive when you lose a cup game or a final or you get beat by um, each other. But, um, Ever since we had that infamous 4-3 defeat to them when we were 3-0 up, when they were sponsored by Bag Crisps, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't like to leave each other in much sympathy when it comes to getting knocked out of a competition and one of us goes further. So, you know what, fine, Spurs can win on penalties against a drab wall side, that's that's fine by me. We did it the easier way and that's fine, they, they, they're, they're not going to be facing us in the next round, so... No, and what Tottenham were two 0 up. In fairness, they 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 were cruising, and yeah, the uh, they, they let Wolves the back into thing. it. You know, yeah, the Spurs, though, aren't they? They, you know, even my mates coined the phrase. It's not Spursy unless you two 0 up and you throw it away. Well, what a way to follow it up tonight. Yes, yeah. Well, let's have a look because the draw was made straight after, and I, I did say at the start uh, who we had got. Um, so we are, um, and that's as big as I can get it, guys. Sorry, but I, I, I will read it out here. Uh, we've got Brighton away. <laughs> we seem to like getting Brighton in the cup, don't we? Hopefully it'll be a warmer night, though. 
Yeah, the last time we got Brighton uh, in the cup at home, though, we went on to win the comp- competition. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. you know, it's, I'd rather, I, I'm always one of them when it gets to that this sort of stage of the competition. I know because this one's like straight to the round of 16, which is a bit weird. And obviously, we know the FA Cup goes a bit further. I know we're three games away from the final, could you yeah. believe? But you'd want to be saying, especially with the teams that sort of get eliminated and who's left in the competition, you'd be going at home, you fancy chances. So I'm happy yeah. as a home draw. Yeah. Well, we've got Chelsea Southampton. That'll be uh, an interesting game, as will Arsenal Leeds. Um, Brentford, I put seven, I think it was, um, past whoever they played last night, uh, Brentford. So they're, they're on a really good run. My, I should have had a bet on them staying up because I did say they were going to be the surprise package, but they're travelling to Stoke, uh, which on a, on a wet Wednesday we know isn't the nicest of places. And West Ham, having put the red side out, are now up against the blue side of, um, of Manchester. Yeah, I don't think West Ham ever catch a break when it's these sort of things. They always seem to be playing. They always seem to have one or the other playing Man City, then Manchester United, or vice versa. And they always seem to get a result against Manchester United when it's that case. This that time around, them for getting the easier group than us in the UEFA Cup. Yeah, in the Europa League. Sorry, Europa League. Yeah, why it just UEFA Cup? I'll show my age. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Some interesting draws there. Yeah. Um, Early Tottenham. Not, you know, you, you've got to see probably say Tottenham. Oh, on that one. In, uh, you said interesting, and then you said Tottenham will play Burnley. So <laughs> um, um QPR Sunderland. Now, you know, that those are two of the sort of I always can always get worried because thinking like, oh come on, because I can remember absolutely praying in the in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup that we would get the lowest team in there at home this year. And we did. And it was Wickham. So I'm always worried about <laughs> hoping for a, exactly, a lower mate. team. Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes but these sort uh, of results even better. Yeah, it is QPR Sunderland and uh, Preston against Liverpool. So you probably got to look at Liverpool going through there. But we, we, know, we know Brighton are beatable. And I'm not going to talk too much about Brighton because it will just get me going again. But um, we do, I mean, they, they were lucky at the end of the day to go through. Um, it, it should have been a draw probably on Saturday um, or Sunday whenever we played them. Uh, so, and we're at home though. That's the advantage. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it always warrants, you know, winning, getting a draw at home. Um, it's always it's always more favourable. Doesn't matter who you're playing in the competition. Doesn't matter if you're Sutton United or you're Leicester City. If you get drawn at home and you get Manchester City, you feel a bit more optimistic about getting a result. No matter who you are, yeah. if you draw a team at home, and there's some nice draws there. You know, not to put the cart in front of the horse, but mm. you know, Leicester might relish around three with Brentford because they face them a lot in cup competitions. Uh, they do like playing Stoke as well in a cup competition. I believe they were our first, the first team we beat when we won the League Cup um, as well. So we do like playing Stoke in the cup. That might be what one one game that you know teams. I'd, I'd two say teams we like play. playing Man United in the cup after last season, but oh dear, they're not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we avoided West Ham um, for obvious reasons of recent yes. results. Um, yeah. It'd be nice. It's 
not ideal, but if you're going to get karma for anything, it'd be nice to get a nice, comfortable big win against Brighton at home in the cup. Um, but that's that's a way off. Uh, right now, the yeah. focus turns to Saturday. It turns to any actual starting against Burnley. Yeah, and it, it it hopefully is the starting point for Leicester to get some consistency. Yeah, because I know I say it with a bit of a joke sometimes that Leicester are the most consistent team of being inconsistent. But for once, it would be nice to be a bit consistent with our results. This is very true. Um, and it's going to be they're going to be played uh, in the week of the twenty fifth of October. So it's basically uh, a month away. So. Um, we will yeah. got that to look forward to. Talking of looking forward to, you're going to be back with us tomorrow night, seven o'clock for the Premier League prediction show. Yeah, yes, I am. As yes. always, yeah. you're stuck with me. Yeah. So, none of uh, us, none of us did very well last week, but it's all it's all closed up a little bit. You you started off quite well, and then 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 you sort of dropped away. But yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all closed up. So I feel like Leicester in reverse. Had a good start. Not <laughs> a very good second half. It is a bit. I don't ask about the ex-players league because I won it last season, but I think I'm bottom this uh, at the moment. <laughs> I'm having a bit of a Sheffield United season. But seven o'clock oh, tomorrow, the prediction league um, with your me yourself, and we're joined this week by Charlie, the young Man City fan. So um, uh, we will see how he goes. Uh, and then nine o'clock tomorrow, uh, I'm popping over to Turf House TV. And we're going to be doing a preview of the Burnley game on their channel. Make sure you, you follow me over there. He's a great guy. He's my brother from another mother. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good laugh. So, so catch us up there. And then back with Brad again, uh, half five-ish on Saturday, when we hopefully talking three points and another win. Oh, we better be, mate, to be honest with you. Because I'll be. I, that's when I will start raising concerns if we can't yes. be Burnley at home. Yeah, and talking of uh, of Charlie from Man City fan. Good evening, Charlie. How the devil are you, sir? Um, just saying, we will see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock for the prediction show. I always have to double check. There's a couple of dugout channels there, but yeah. Um, oh no! Oh, is that Ashley? That's probably not Charlie. No, 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 no. Um, that might be Ashley. Might be Doug himself. I, I, I'm old. I get confused. Um, hang on, he's about to tell me it's Douglas. Douglas, how the devil are you, sir? Um, gotta be, gotta be happy. Liverpool fan, and you've got pressing in the next round. How easy do you want it? <laughs> okay, um, and don't forget this brand new show every Tuesday coming to you. We are going to be live with ex-Fox Julian Watts, who used to do uh, the pre uh, the post-match shows, if I remember this, last season with us. But he does struggle now um, with, with when the matches are to actually join us. So he's going to be doing one-to-one. Um, -one. We're going to be Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. We're going to be looking at the past week's games results and having a chat about them and looking at it from an expert's point of view. Yes, I know Brad's an expert, but <laughs> Julian's played the game. But uh, no, he's going to be there Tuesdays at nine. So join us then. Brad, as always, sir, thank you very much. You are still there. And I'm just going to pull this on so we can see you again. Um, it's great to have you on, sir. And I will see you tomorrow night if you can last 20-odd um, hours without me. I'm sure I can manage to 
to fill the void, mate. Until then, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure as always. It's obviously always more enjoyable when we win, but yeah, I weirdly enjoy it even when we lose because it gets me a chance to vent uh, a bit of frustration and or be the I, uh, voice of I reasons. Know you, I you're always vent- you'd never get me venting frustration on the show. No, I fell asleep for the first five minutes, mate, because I knew you'd you'd let me have the nap. <laughs> that was night. the other night. That was the other night. Yeah. You you were, you waited very patiently while I went off on one. I did tell yeah, you, in I fairness, went... I did say to you before, go and make yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> oh well, I wasn't sure, but I wish I had. And next time you put that, I will make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> so, no drama the Let's have no <laughs> VA drama, eh? Yes. Oh, God, that's back, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but, hey, thanks very much, Brad. I will see you. Oh, it's coming up to 20 past 11. Some of us will be turning into pumpkins. Uh, I know you're looking at me and think I already have, and I can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I have. Um, this I'm is all lockdown pounds, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm, I weighed myself today in the scale. It was a talking scale. It went, get off, you fat bugger. So I am going to go. Brad, I'll see you tomorrow at 7. As always, sir, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to to Brad. Always a pleasure to have him on. Um, The yin to my yang, as they say. Is Is that right? I think it is. Uh, thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. And if you are catching this up on podcast, thank everybody for listening. Um, and you can get us on podcast. We are all over the place. Amazon, um, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Podcast Addict and Anchor to name but a few um thanks to everybody please smash the like button and if you've not subscribed on youtube yet please do um we would love you forever and like i say don't forget coming up tuesday at nine brand new show with um the x fox julian watts and we will be talking x on the pitch do you like what i did there do you like that eh you know You think this show is just thrown together, don't you? But there's so much thought goes into it. And we still don't get it perfect. (laughs) Thanks very much, guys. See you back with Brad and Charlie tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.